Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. We take you now to Duffy's Tavern with our special guest tonight, Alan Ladd, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you leave me? Dean Archie, the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. I guess who's coming down here tonight? Alan Ladd. Alan Ladd. One of the guys that was in the picture with me. <laughs> Duffy, you remember him. He's the one that Mrs. Duffy always says, I bet he don't put his bare feet on the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> Well, uh, look, I gotta go now, Duffy. I'm, uh, writing a movie for Alan Ladd. Yes, uh, him and I, or rather he and me, is, uh, <laughs> we're thinking about producing it together. Now, don't laugh, Duffy. This is a start. You don't know where I can go. Oh, you do. <laughs> well, when I get there, old man, hold the door open, will you? <laughs> What is it, Eddie? You, you remember that man with the brown hair, slightly gray at the temples and parted in the middle? Oh, yeah, why? He left it here. <laughs> well, that's good. Now we can cover that bald spot on the moose head. <laughs> uh, what else did you find among the wreckage, Eddie? Oh, nothing much. Uh, Mr. Moriarty's glass eye and his false teeth. Oh, he can't. Moriarty certainly must have went home empty-handed. Well, what do you want me to do with him? Well, uh, put the glass eye in the olive bottle. Uh, <laughs> on the bottom, of course, Eddie. And, uh, send him back his false teeth. I can't. Today, who let go of his pig's foot? <laughs> Boy, what a fight that was. A fight? Well, it was your own fault, Eddie. What do you mean? Well, it's part of your job to interfere when it's a fracas. But it ain't part of my job to get fracasies. <laughs> what started the fight, anyway? Well, you see, it all started when Mrs. Flanagan caught Mr. Flanagan with his arm around the moose head. <laughs> well, that's crazy. How could she be jealous of a moose head? I wasn't jealous of it. Mr. Flanagan was telling the moose head how glad he was he married her. <laughs> oh, no wonder. Hey, Eddie, uh, by the way, who are them strange cops over there in the corner? They're from the riot squad. But the fight's been over for four days. Occupation forces. <laughs> no, they, they, they might come in handy when you show that movie script of yours to Alan Ladd. Hmm, anything for a laugh. Eddie, it so happens that these papers just ain't a script. They represent a dream, a rainbow. And at the end of that rainbow, there's a pot. Oh, oh hello, Finnegan. Good greeting. Happy 1945. Finnegan, this is 1946. I know, Arch, but I ain't got much of a future, so I like to live in the past. <laughs> I'm going to change my attitude towards dames. Oh, you mean you're going to start taking them out? Well, I'm going to meet them halfway. I'm going to let them take me out. <laughs> 
I'm glad to hear that, Finnegan. Any special dame you got in mind? Oh, yeah. 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 A dame I met in vocational school. <laughs> yeah. We was co-eds in the basket weaving class. <laughs> Oh, that's so. Uh, what kind of a looking dame is she? Uh, well, it's hard to tell, Arch. You know, it gets pretty dark inside them baskets. <laughs> you mean you're going to take the dame out and the only time you ever seen her was in the dark? Well, Arch, don't forget that works both ways. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does at that. Certainly. If anything, it gives me the odds. <laughs> Hey, Arch, uh, have you got any advice for a fella just starting out with them? Uh, I always admired the way you handled them. How you do? Oh, I don't know. You just got to show them who's boss. Dan gets a little out of line, you just got to go ahead and paste her in a kisser. Oh, but suppose she hits you back. Well, then you know that she ain't no lady. <laughs> so, I go, you seeking greener valleys. Oh, yeah. Another important rule with dames is don't chase after them, Finnegan. If a dame refuses you a date ten or twelve times in a row, forget about it for a day or so. Uh, play hard to get, eh? Yeah. Uh, Another thing, remember, they never mean what they say. Hmm? When a dame tells you maybe, she means yes. When she tells you no, she means maybe. What does she mean when she tells me yes? Well, if that situation ever arises, just send for your old Uncle Archie. Uh, Sounds too complicated, Arch. I think I'll forget my resolution and get me a dog. A dog? Yeah. What are you going to do with a dog? Can you take a dog out dancing? Well, no. Will a dog sit and hold hands with you in the movies? No, but there's other things that mean something to me, too, Arch. What? Can a dame scratch the back of her head with her hind legs? Then again, after all, you can't have everything. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Hello, fellas. Oh, hello, Miss Duffy. Uh, Miss Duffy, stand there for a minute. I want to look at you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well? I'll take a dog, guard. Uh... <laughs> well, Finnegan, why don't you come over to the Ten Jolly Girls AC some night and meet the members? Yeah, Finnegan. There you can get the combination. Them are the only dames in the world that can scratch their heads with their hind legs. <laughs> Incidentally, Miss Duffy, what's with you tonight? What do you mean? Well, a new dress and a new shoes and a new hat and a new hairdo. Well, uh, what about it? Why, all the new baits to cover up an old trap. <laughs> Make me laugh. He wouldn't spit at you with a ten-foot pole. Oh, no? That's what you think. Ah, go get wise yourself. Well, you ain't his type. Oh, just a second, Arch. How do you know? She must be somebody's type. <laughs> well, I don't know whose it could be. She's exhausted servicemen and civilians. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your, oh, your cousin Harry's hair bright. Thank you.
interested look on his screen. As the camera pans up to the dolly, she smiles sweetly. Uh, Mr. Archer. Uh, what is it, Eddie? A man just hit the pinball machine. You mean a guy won? Mm. Startling, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> and he wants his money. But, Eddie, the guy must have chipped. Any guy that can win on that machine after I flatten the balls, put chewing gum on the plunger, and make one leg shorter than the other is a dirty crook. <laughs> Where is this wise guy? I don't know. I'll tell him a thing. Oh, Alan Lance. <laughs> Welcome to Duffy's Tavern. Duffy's Tavern, as I live and breathe. Yeah, well, you can take your choice, Mr. Ladd. Around here, you can't do both. <laughs> Eddie, if you don't mind, Mr. Ladd will jump to his own conclusions about how crummy this joint is. <laughs> take a look around the place, Alan. Brings back memories of that picture we made, don't it? Certainly does. <laughs> By the way, you're still with Paramount, ain't you? Yeah. Good for you. I ain't. <laughs> Good for Paramount. Uh, tell me, uh, what have you been doing since we made the picture? Oh, a little hunting, a little fishing, a little golf, and a lot of explaining. <laughs> oh, boy, it's good to see you again. You bring back a lot of memories, Alan. Paulette Goddard, Veronica Lake, Betty Hutton. I understand Betty was pretty broken up when I left Hollywood, huh? Yeah, she certainly was. Mm-hmm. What did she do? Well, she took the easy way out. She married a good-looking guy with a million dollars. Well, hope she'll be happy. Nice kid. Uh, boy, good old Hollywood. <laughs> what beautiful dames. I remember how I used to go to work in the morning, you know, I'd pass by Betty Grable's house and kind of linger around. Yeah, how long were you in the hospital that time Harry hit you with his trumpet? <laughs> he didn't hit me with the trumpet. What laid me up was falling out of the tree. <laughs> Boy, I want memories. Uh, by the way, you've been around the studio lately? Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, who's using the old dressing room? Same gang. All the fellows on that floor. Well, that's nice. <clears throat> uh, yeah, oh, yes, Finnegan. Uh, how about introducing me to the blonde? <laughs> Take another look. This is not Betty Hutton. This is Alan Ladd. Oh. Mr. Ladd, uh, Mr. Finnegan. Uh, Alan, Clifton, uh, Mud, Bud. Uh, Ladd, Zed. <laughs> uh, pleased to meet you, Mr. Ladd. That face is familiar. Uh, who draws him again? <laughs> I don't know. I think he was originally dreamed up by Disney. <laughs> Just a minute, Mr. Ladson. If this penetrator's made it, that was a very insulting remark. <laughs> One more crack like that and I'll punch you right in the nose. You know, you ain't so tough. Who? <laughs> 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 He is pretty tough at that, ain't he? You better get out of here before he blows your brains out. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> well, you better get out of here anyway. Okay. Uh, nice to meet you, Mr. Ladd. Your pleasure. 
Now, look, Alan. Leave us get down to business. You see, I'm thinking of making another picture. Uh, you know what happened to me in that last one, don't you? I know what should have happened. Yeah. Yeah, the way they miscast me in that picture, making me a clown. Me, a natural romantic type, if I ever seen one. <laughs> Do you know that I didn't even get the girl at the end of the picture? Why, it's unbelievable. It was horrible. It wasn't a single scene in the eight reels where I had a chance to breathe down a dame's back. <laughs> What do they do? The romantic parts come along? Who do they give them to? Gregory Peck. Well, Archie, I don't know. Gregory's a pretty good lover. Have you ever seen him kiss a girl? Certainly I've seen him kissing. And take my word for it, kid, I can outpeck that Gregory any day. <laughs> and with my tongue tied behind me back. Now... In this picture I got in mind for us. I say, ought to you. Uh-oh, here it comes. <clears throat> Miss Duffy, this is Ellen Ladd. Well, how do you do? Hubba, hubba. Watch your step, Alan. When this dame says hubba, hubba, what she's thinking of is hubby, hubby. Oh, be quiet, Archie. Uh, you know, Mr. Ladd, when I told my mother you were going to be here tonight, she uh, told me to be careful. Oh, my dear young lady, I assure you nothing is going to happen. Well, she told me to be careful, but she can't order you around. <laughs> also, uh, I'll come right to the point, Mr. Ladd. Uh, how would you like to take me out? Oh, but Miss Duffy, how about my wife? Oh, let her get her own date. <laughs> Boy, this guy must have something. This is the first civilian she's made a pass at in five years. Archie, that's a lie. Oh, yeah? Look, Alan, you read about the Army and Navy merging together? That's so they'll have a chance to protect themselves against Miss Duffy. Uh, you mind your own business. And now, uh, look, Mr. Ladd, I belong to a club called the Ten Jolly Girls AC, and I promised him I'd give him a report on how you manhandle girls. So, uh, well, I think the least you can do is have the courtesy to manhandle me just once. Go ahead, Alan. You might as well. It's the only way to get rid of her. Well, okay. Now, look, sister, I don't like the way you've been acting, see? Uh, you been shooting off your mouth too much, see? Oh, Alan! And if you don't get out of here quick, I'm going to punch you right in the nose. Oh, Alan! How am I doing, Archie? <laughs> oh, Alan. <laughs> now, look, my stuffy, please. Back to the fleet. Go on. Ankles away. Now, look, Alan, what I want to talk to you about is this. Here, stand back. I am going to produce my own motion pictures. Oh, goody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got all the plans involved, and I'm uh, thinking of taking you in with me. But uh, who's going to put up the money for this picture? We'll split it. I'll put up uh, 75 bucks, and you put up 75 $150 for a picture? Well, we got to do it right. I'm figuring on Technicolor. <laughs> Technicolor. For $150, you couldn't buy enough color to dye the egg this picture will lay. Now, that's where you're wrong. It ain't what you spend on a picture. It's how good it is that counts. And I got a story here that I guarantee you can't wit miss winning an Oswald. What's the story about? Well, it's sensational. I'm revolutionary. Uh, what they call a psychopathetic drama. <clears throat> It's the story of this guy who thinks that he's a razor murderer, and he goes to a doctor to get his psychoanalyzed. 
Hey, just a second. This sounds a little like spellbound. A little? Where do you think I stole it? Don't worry for yourself, kid. That's how things are done in Hollywood. They make a picture called Woman in the Window. What do they do? A couple of weeks later, somebody pulls a shade down and it's a lady in the dark. <laughs> MGM makes a weekend at the Waldorf. What happens? A couple of months later, that same weekend turns up at Paramount. Lost. about where it comes from. All you've got to worry about is that we make a lot of dough and there's great parts in it for both of us. Oh. Well, what's my part like? Well, you're the murderer and I'm the doctor, see? So the first scene opens, I'm sitting in the office making love to this beautiful nurse. All of a sudden, the door opens and these six tough guys come in. So I beat them up. Well, it turns out they were spies. So in the next scene, I'm down in Washington, getting a medal pinned on me, see? When all of a sudden... Hey, I... wait a minute. Where do I come in? When... What is he? We ain't even started, and already he's trying to hog the picture. <laughs> look, here's a copy of the script. Come on over in the corner, and we'll look it over. the script? It certainly does. <laughs> well, then leave us talk business. What will I have to give you to leave Paramount? Chloroform. I know what you're thinking, Alan, but it's a funny thing about my script. You can't tell how bad they are by just reading them. You've got to hear them play. That I can believe. Yeah. So, look, why don't we run through it just once? Uh, Maestro, some abnormal music, please. <laughs> Take the introduction, Mr. Miller. 
20th Century Archie presents a preview of that great psychological drama wrote by the author, entitled Hitchcocks of 1946. <laughs> the first scene takes place in the office of Dr. Ingrid Strudelberg of Heidelberg, played by Archie, one of our leading psychoneurotics. <laughs> Take it away, boys. Oh, male nurse. Male nurse. Yes, Dr. Studebaker. Uh, I want you to take a report to the laboratory. Okay. Yeah. After examining the razor murderer, slash a lad, I find that he has a congenital subconsciousness of the Freudian complex, uh, combined with a phenobarbital fetish, which leaves him short of breath. <laughs> On examination, he admitted that when he was four months old, he sat on a safety pin, thus proving that the trouble goes way back. <laughs> This is a very definite case of uh, hypercyclothyroid. <clears throat> okay, male nurse, make out two copies, both duplicates. Very good, Doctor. And uh, shall I sign it as usual, Doctor Strudelberg of Heidelberg? Of course, Elberg. I mean, of course. <laughs> By the way, male nurse, have you looked at the patient lately? Yes, uh, Doctor. I talked to Slash a lad this morning. Oh, any new hallucinations? <laughs> Uh, this one. What's that? He thinks he's a waffle. Did you do anything to relieve him? Oh, yes. I injected him with two cc's of maple syrup. <laughs> Fast thinking, male nurse. You're a credit to the violent ward. Did you, uh... Did you prepare the patient's dinner as per instruction? Oh, yes, Herr Doctor. The, the uh, special diet. Powdered eggs, powdered soup powdered spinach, and powdered milk. Good. And did you serve it to him? No, I blew it at him. <laughs> Too bad. That's the only mistake you've made so far, Nice. You should have shot it into him extravenously. <laughs> yes, Doctor, but Freud says... I don't care I mean... what Freud says. You're talking to Dr. Strudelberg. Of Heidelberg. Naturally. Yeah. Now, bring in the patient, male nurse. Uh, yes, sir. Here I am, Dr. Studerberg. Oh. Slasher, I have been looking at your record, and I have come to the conclusion that you are mentally precocked. <laughs> In other words, what we call a dramatic depressive. Well, that's interesting. That's just what Dr. Jackson said last night, right before I slashed his throat. You slashed Jackson's throat? Why, man, that's impossible. I was just talking to him this morning. Did he answer you? Now that you mention it, no. <laughs> Get the idea? Mm. Slasher, pull up a chaise lounge. <clears throat> Are you comfy, son? Comfy, Doc. Okay, now start talking. Uh, say whatever comes into your mind. This picture stinks. Please, read what's wrote on the paper. Okay. Now, tell me something about yourself when you was a boy. Did you have any criminal tendencies? Well, one summer I took a little playmate of mine down to the lake and held him in the water up to his knees. Up to his knees? That wasn't criminal. Head down? Oh. Leave me make a note. Uh, water phobia and subconscious thyroid of the H2O. Uh, anything else? Come on, son, speak up. Oh, what's the use, doctor? I'm... I'm afraid I have no faith in mental 
Oh, I can't do this, Sergeant. Go ahead. I have no faith in mental therapeutics. <laughs> no faith in mental therapeutics, son? Are you calling... <laughs> Are you calling fraud a fraud? I mean, fraud a fraud? Come on, slash it, force yourself. Leave us go back to you. Did you ever have any peculiar dreams? Yes, once. What was the... What was peculiar about the dream? I wasn't sleeping at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tendency to abstract the cerebrella. <clears throat> Come on, now. Tell me more. Well, okay. 1938, I killed a man with a racer. Was this a dream? He should live so long. <laughs> okay. Go on. 1939. I killed another man with a racer. 1940. I killed another man with a racer. 1941. I shot a man. What happened? That was the year I got my electric razor. Well, Alan, now tell me. Be brutal. How did you like it? Well, Arch, I'm I'm going in with you. You are? You are? You mean we think we've got another spellbound? We'll improve on spellbound. We'll make this one more realistic. How? Well, they made spellbound the old-fashioned way. They made the picture first. Then they did the cutting. Yeah. I'd like to start with the cutting. Uh, is there a barber shop nearby? Yeah, right next door. Come on, Arch. Let's go for a walk. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at the same time next Friday night. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.